Welcome to the Paragold Podcast. This is Jared Pitney, and today I'm joined by Jesse Huffine Blevins, who is running for City Council Ward 2. Jesse, thanks so much for coming on. Thank you, Jared, for having me. So we were just talking, uh, and we both have agreed we've never had a conversation before, which I think is quite odd considering you grew up here, correct? Yes. And I grew up here, um, and we live in the same ward. And so I just moved, by the way, into your ward. Um, and so I was really excited when I began to see your signs. Um, I was you know, excited about the opportunity of you coming on and me getting to meet you, not because you're just in our ward, but the decisions that you're going to make impacts our entire city. So um, I guess where I would like to start is just by asking you to, to tell us a little bit about yourself, like kind of who are you and, and where did you come from? We know you're here, but tell us a little bit about your backstory. Sure. So um, I am a lifelong resident of Paragold. My parents um, worked at uh, Emerson Electric, oh, yeah. and uh, that's where they worked and raised their family. Until My, when? Like, were they there whenever it switched over to, is it Nidic or Nidic? I'm not sure. I'm not sure either. I think it's a Japanese company. Nidic, okay. So. Yeah. Were they there all the way up until the switchover? My dad was, yes. Okay. Um, you know, we, um, my grandparents actually owned a dairy farm. And I actually live on the land that they farmed now. Excellent. You lived on a dairy farm. I'm, you're the only person I know. I think you're the only person I know who grew up on a dairy farm. I'm curious, any lessons that you learned, any takeaways from that? Sure. So it was my grandparents' dairy farm. Um, and uh, I would spend weekends with them. Um, and I think the things that I learned, so my job was always to get up with my granddad and to go and round, round the cows up to bring them in. So my grandmother, came. how many cows are we talking? Oh, I don't know. I was so small, <laughs> <laughs> but it was always fascinating to me. So I would always go out with him, uh, round the cows up to bring them in for my grandmother to, to milk them. And then, um, you know, we would feed them and she would milk them and then we would, uh, we, we sold the the milk to I think it was foremost at the time really? possibly or some like some here other, like the foremost here mm-hmm, some Very other cool um my grandpa actually used to work as a foreman for foremost okay so oh, James foremost Preston. foreman yeah yeah so but um I think just their hard work and dedication is is what they instilled in me um my grandmother would deliver milk to local residents so that was always a good time we would go um she would take the milk and then she would pick up her empty bottles. But every time that we would go, we would meet some new person, or she would tell me some story about someone that's on her milk route. Um, and it's crazy. Like it sounds like you grew how, up in the thirties. I, I was about to say, how recently <laughs> were we delivering? Yeah, the what's happening milk? here? We, yeah. Yes. We how did. recent um, was that? I mean, that's going to be the early eighties, and okay. yeah. So I think they sold out of the dairy in the mid eighties. Okay. So. Wow. I, I, I'm like you. I was like, well, I thought that was like in the 30s. I feel like oh, there's so cool. many more things I want to know about that I don't even know what to ask about dairy farming. I, I <laughs> yeah, I'd like, like you. I didn't know that was uh, still something that was happening in this area or even did happen in this area. So um, it's, that's pretty interesting. And then I uh, went to Ridgecrest High School, graduated from there in 1995. Right on. Telling my age. Go Rams. <laughs> right, go Rams. Yeah. Um, and then. Um, most of the time, I attended ASU. I worked in Jonesboro quite a bit, um, and then I got the opportunity to come and work back in Paragold, which is where I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you get a degree in? So my degree is actually in psychology. 
in psychology. So what did you see yourself doing after college? Is it what you're doing now? No. Okay. What did you envision for your life when you were getting a psychology degree? Um, I wasn't entirely sure. I didn't know if I wanted to go into some type of practice or if I wanted to. It's, it's a fairly broad field, so you can use it mm-hmm. in a lot of different applications. So I actually ended up working at a law firm in Jonesboro for a while and then moved into uh, human resources at Nestle in Jonesboro. And that was where I kind of thought, I can apply what I've learned yes. through working at the law firm, and then also I can apply my my background in that. And it was really just kind of the perfect marriage of those two things. And I've loved it ever since. So, so. you're still there? No, I actually I moved. Um, I've moved to Tenneco in Paragold. So okay. I've been at, I've been with Tenneco since 2016. In human resources. Yes. Okay. My dad actually retired from Monroe. Do you know my dad? He did, yes. Yeah, yeah. So he was there from the time, Robert, he was 18 until, I don't know, 64. They don't make them like that anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know about that, but I know that uh, I toured the facility. I got to tour Monroe. Yes. um, When he retired. Yes. You came out whenever he retired, but um, I I, I briefly got to meet with with you guys, but it was just very brief. So your dad was a very, very kind man. Yes, yeah, he is. Um, so what do you enjoy about that that work, the human resource side of things? So I think part of the reason why I went into psychology is because I've always been fascinated by people and why they do the things they do Same and what, what motivates them to do the things that they do. Um, and I just generally enjoy being around them and hearing their stories and, and those types of things. And so that's that's kind of how I ended up there. Yeah. And and it's been amazing ever since. So a lot of times people will say, you know, you you never work if it's something that you love, you know. And human resources is something I love. And I'm not going to say that it's not trying sometimes because it can be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's absolutely a very rewarding field. Yeah, I, I kind of get to work a little bit in human resources at Allen Engineering. A lot of people don't know that, but I, I serve as a company chaplain there. Um, I work there about four or five hours a week, just kind of on the side. And uh, I was just, as a matter of fact, meeting with Jay Allen, who, who owns Allen Engineering, and we were talking at lunch about I was saying how much I love that, that I get to work alongside people. And it always feels, I mean, it's kind of the same, but it's always a little bit different too. And you get to feel like you're actually making a, a difference in people's lives. So, um, well, I'm curious in hearing about your desire to be on the city council. Um, is this something that you've been wanting to do for a while? Or is this something that's been a recent development? Uh, like, What got you interested in this idea of running for city council? So I've always been passionate about community service. So giving back to my community has always been important. And um, during the time that I worked at Nestle, I had opportunities to move out of state. And that just wasn't something that I wanted to do. I wanted to stay here. And every move that I've made in my career has been trying to get to a point where I'm living and working in Paragold Mm. so that I can give back to that community. Mm. Um, and the opportunity came up for the appointment, um, when Aaron camp passed away, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So I applied for the appointment and, um, you know, that was kind of my thoughts on that were it's, it's my time to give back. And this is a, a, a good way for me to give back. Yeah. And so I received the appointment, which I was excited about, and it's been a joy ever since. And it, it was kind of funny because, 
the day that I signed for the appointment was also the day that they were giving out packets to you to file. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> so, so explain to me the appointment <laughs> thing. I should know this. You said you applied for an appointment. What do you mean by that? So there is a you an application for an appointment that you have to complete to fulfill a term. Okay. And um, anybody can can yes file. okay any anyone uh, in that ward obviously sure. would be able to apply, and I think there were I think myself and four or five other folks, and so I was chosen to take that appointment. And, and who chooses that? Uh, the council. Okay, so they get these uh, submissions. And then they just kind of like, I guess, look at resumes or maybe they know you, they don't know you. And then they're like, okay, I have the four. We think this person would be best fitted to serve. So have you been serving in city council in some way from that appointment or how does that work? Yes. Okay. So so you become a, a full-fledged council member at okay. that point. So you have been serving in that role? Yes. Okay. Yes, I have been serving in that role. I'm tracking with you now. Okay. So that's kind of stuff I didn't really fully know. Do you know that, Robert? Only because she said so when she walked in the door a while ago. I did not know that know that you took that appointment okay and you said since may yes yeah. since the end of may yeah and obviously she liked it enough to be like i want to do this some more yes <laughs> what have you learned uh from serving in that role in, in a short amount of time anything at all or has it been like oh this is all stuff i've already kind of been somewhat familiar with well i kind of followed the the work of the city council so i would watch meetings or sometimes i would attend meetings um and it's somewhat similar to what I do day to day, right? Because um, I'm having to deal with budgets and policies and things like that. And then I'm also having to try to explain how those things apply to, to our folks, right? Mm-hmm. So um, it's, it's very similar to that, but on a much larger scale. Because in this situation, rather than dealing with the day to day, I'm dealing with what's that going to look like? What's the legacy of that going to be? Mm. Yeah. So what Tell me about it. So if you end up, you know, getting um, elected into that position, uh, what is kind of your vision? Like, what would you like to see for the city of Paragould? What is your hope? So I think that we are on the right track of going with um, – some of the um, amenities that we're doing. So some of the, you know, like the trail and the mm-hmm. pavilion and those types of things. I love that we're working so closely with our county. Mm-hmm. That's going to pay off dividends well into the future, which is great. Um, and, you know, those types of activities draw in industry. They draw in people that um, are looking for a place to raise a family. Talk about just the quality of life. Yes, those quality of life initiatives. And... I think that we've got some opportunity for some revitalization in some of our in some of our downtown areas, some mm-hmm. of our um, housing mm-hmm. um, and things like that, where we we can do some some things to attract folks that want to live in that area mm-hmm. um, and kind of revitalize those those areas. Yeah, um, I was talking with the mayor uh, earlier today in our, I actually came into the office for a little bit. And if this, by the way, is like private, then we'll edit this out. If it's not, just keep all this rolling because I don't know if it is or not. But he talked about, uh, is it called the land bank? Yes. Is that private or is that public knowledge? Uh, I believe he announced it at the end of a of council meeting, not this past one, but the one 
at the one okay, farm. Okay, well, then so. we'll call it public, and then we'll ask after it's yeah. over and <laughs> seek forgiveness if we're wrong. But yeah. ex- explain that, because he was explaining it to me a little bit, and I thought it was really interesting. Have you heard about this? No. So can you elaborate on that a little bit? Kind of what is, I know it's kind of like a 10-year long-range plan, but it sounded pretty exciting the way he was talking about it. Yeah, so the, with the land bank, what you can do is you can encourage folks that have a property that's abandoned to either sell that or um, to develop that. Mm-hmm. Um, and depending on how you want to do that, you can put different um, criteria in place for what can happen in certain areas. That way, if you have an area where it's mostly single family dwellings, then you can have single family dwellings. They have, you know, you can set regulations about how they should should look or what size they should be or those types of things somewhat. Mm-hmm. But with the land bank, um, you can also encourage people that maybe have a dilapidated property or a property that needs to be rehabbed in some way that you can potentially help them to do that or you could um, encourage them to sell their property to the land bank. The land bank then takes that and can sell that property to a developer that would want to revitalize that property. Yeah, is is my understanding of how that works. Yeah, there's all, like there's only one or two of the places in Arkansas doing that, correct? Yes, I think so. Kind of, I guess, something somewhat new from what I understood. Um, so you were talking about, you know, you feel like Paragold's heading in a good direction already with the, uh, you know, the quality of life. Are there other things that you are encouraged by that you see that you're like, Hey, I don't want to change that. I just want to kind of come in and help solidify that and champion that. Anything else that you can see that excites you currently? Yeah, I think we're in a good place from a financial standpoint. Um, and I want to continue to see, to see that happen. I think that the A&P commission is doing a really great job with bringing in some of the shows that they've brought in. Um, you know, it gives, you know, kind of my priorities for Paragold are, are very simple. I want people to be able to work here. I want them to live here and I want them to play here. So we mm-hmm. need to make sure that we have options for a lot of different activities and a lot of different interests here. Yeah. And I think we can do that. Yeah. Do you have any ideas of like, you say, yeah, I think we can do that. Like, is there anything that you envision that you would like to see us uh, grow in or maybe even make some changes in as we move forward as a way of becoming a better place to live, work, play? Sure. So, um, were you able to attend any of the Paragold 2042 stuff with the Orion group? I was not. I actually, I went to like the first kind of initial meeting they had at the old community center. Okay. And so, but I've not been in the other ones. Okay. So, um, they, they were very helpful and that's something uh-huh. that they do with a lot of other cities across the country. And so they were very helpful in, in trying to help us pin down what our vision was for, uh, where we see Paragol go, going and what our plan needs to be going forward and, and kind of making some recommendations for that. And I'd never been involved in that process before either, so it was very eye-opening. Uh-huh. Um, and it was very encouraging that we got feedback from all over the city. So they sent out a survey. Everyone is, was able to um, complete the survey if they wanted to and give their feedback for those things. Yeah. Do you, what was, have we already got the results back on that? Um, I think they have the preliminary and we're waiting for the final report. Okay. So still not really sure exactly what people have said or. Yeah, they did have some, some ideas and it was along the same lines of those quality of life type initiatives that, that we saw as well as, um, you know, retail and, and some other things. So 
Right. And revitalization, of course, of, of some of our areas. People are like, get us an Olive Garden or a Logan Steakhouse. <laughs> How are you going to bring that. in an Olive Garden? That's what I want to know. Yes. Yes. Uh, that's fantastic. Well, I, mean, I think that we're already very fortunate that we live in a very safe community. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very clean community and that we have, you know, we have excellent schools here. So that that's good things to attract folks that have families and things like that to our area. Yeah, it's good. Um, how have you enjoyed the the political side of the race so far? Has that been difficult? Has it been pleasant? How's that, how's that going? Um, I haven't really encountered anything that's, that's been, you know, I mean, Pat and I have, have talked and, and we have a good relationship, so that's good. That's cool. Um, and it's, it's been so far so good, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, obviously we've had Pat on the podcast and, uh, she's a longtime resident and I, you know, think she would be great at city council. I think you would be great as well, but I'm interested for those who maybe are, are on the fence. Someone like me, even if we're, you know, we're sitting here and I guess we are sitting here and if I, you know, curious as to, Hey, why vote for you? What would you tell somebody? I mean, obviously you, I know no one likes to brag on themselves, but you run for it with an idea of like, I would be really good for this. Like, I truly think I can make our city a better. Um, why is that? Like, how can I vote for you with confidence of like, man, if I'm casting this vote, like I truly believe like our city will be better. My life, when I'm talking about city, it's not just like subjective. Like it's me, my, my life will be better as a result of you being, um, how can you, you think, contribute and take what you believe is already a, a good city and make it even better as a result of serving this position? I think it's about keeping us on the right track um, and continuing to to grow and continuing to attract industries and attract um, new people to our area. You know, I think through the pandemic, we learned that you don't have to, to work where you live you can live somewhere and work somewhere else Mm -hmm. and I think that a lot of people you know that may have been in larger cities because of that that was what they needed to do at the time found out that hey you know I I can go to a a great small town like Paragould where I've got a reasonable cost of living and I've got these amenities and there's plenty of opportunity for my kids and there's excellent schools and um, you know place a good place for folks to raise their family yeah excellent what has it been like for you as far as the, the politics part of all of this goes? Um, because there is a little bit of, of that, right? When you're trying to run for a position, right, an elected position, um, has it been pleasant for the most part, or most part? Has it been difficult? What's that been like for you? It's been very eye-opening. In what way? Um, so you, you make a lot of contacts. Uh, you think that it would be fairly simple to put your name out there and to say, hey, I'm running for this, but you have a large area to cover. Um, You have to think about how do I finance this? Where, you know, who do I need to talk to? And what are you trying to finance? Are you trying to finance just purchasing signs? Is that the big part of it? Oh, there's, you know, um, purchasing signs. There's, um, if you do any kind of ads, if you do any kind of mailers, if you do uh, any any type of campaign man- materials that you hand out, huh. you're going to pay for all of that stuff. So how do how does how do people finance that? How have you ch- had to finance that? You just 
go to people and say, here's my vision. Do you want to support it? Yeah, pretty much. Really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. You know, you, you, uh, you make, you make connections. You have you have friends that will put you in touch with folks, or sometimes you just cold call. Um, you can send out letters. There's there's a million different ways to do it, and I think everybody does it a little bit differently. How do you like the fundraising part of it? Um, it's different. Yeah, different. I had to do it with uh, had to do fundraising in the past for different occasions, and somebody really I, I remember complaining about it and just saying like, "Oh, it's awful to go and ask somebody for money." And I'll never forget, someone said to me, uh, it's only awful if you don't believe in your vision. Because if you truly believe that what you're doing is going to make a difference, mm-hmm. then you're inviting them to help make a difference in the world. You know, and I'm like, oh, right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's a very good perspective, though. Yeah. So you're fundraising, you're, you're I guess, are you going to different events or are you just, I guess, yeah, I saw you at the downtown festival, so... Yeah. That has to take up some time. Yes. That's what I was telling Robert about is my mother, you know, I've said she lives in Mountain Home now, but you have to drop everything and come help me with this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. She's the campaign manager. Uh, So how many hours roughly do you think you're putting in to just during the season? Um, So right now I spend my afternoons canvassing or, um, you know, doing paperwork, making sure that I'm on top of my deadlines, um, you know, meeting, going to events, meeting with constituents, answering calls, doing podcasts, doing podcasts, mm-hmm. things like that. So yeah, right on. And when is the actual, uh, when does the vote take place? Early voting starts October 24th okay. and then election day is November 8th. Okay. Fantastic. Feeling good about it? I am. It's been a lot of fun. Um, and it, it is hard work, but it is, it's, it's good hard work. Um, I've met some amazing folks that I never would have met otherwise. Mm. Um, and I've had a lot of positive support. So that's been great. I'm very lucky to be surrounded by the support system that I have. So excellent. All right. Well, there's a lot more I know we could talk about, but for the sake of time, I want to move into our rapid fire questions. Are you ready for it? I think so. All right, here we go. Number one, what is either the last show or movie that you watched or book that you read? Okay, so I'm currently reading Kitchen Confidential. Okay, by uh, Anthony Bourdain. Yes. Read it. And the last movie I went to see was Top Gun. Maverick, hey, look, we're the same person. Maverick and Anthony Bourdain. You got me. Excellent. That's good. Good answers. But now we're going to move into a very important question. Okay. We're going to find now. out just how like we are. Okay. Uh, favorite band? So I don't really have a favorite band, but Van Morrison is my favorite musician. Okay. Wow. Certain song? Um, no, not, not any particular song. There's just so many. Okay. Right on. Um, what is your favorite meal? I'm a vegetarian. Good for you. My daughter's a vegetarian. Did you know that? I did not actually. No. Yeah. No, I didn't. It's difficult to be a vegetarian. <laughs> you still think? How long have you been a vegetarian for? About four years. And it's still difficult? Well, uh, just going out. Going out is oh, difficult. Oh, that's hard. Yeah, In Paragold, Arkansas. Yes. I know what your agenda is. What if that was like your tagline? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Making no. Paragold green. green. But like it's like. Green city. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The that's green right. city. Yeah. Uh, that's great. Yeah. So what do you eat? Um, well, I grow, I have, I have a garden. Me too. I love to garden. Yeah, my I think you're a beekeeper you're, too, right? Yes. So am I. 
You're a beekeeper? Wow. Yes. Look, are you making this stuff up no. so you get my vote? Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> she's going to go to yeah. another podcast and she's like, I vote. love bacon yeah. and I hate bees. I have a, I have a yeah. checklist. It's right here. So yeah. I'm just kidding. How long have you been keeping bees for? Um, about four years. Look at you. Wow. How yeah. many How many stings? How, no, how many stings? That's my question. <laughs> Too many to count. Now, here's okay. the question. Do you wear a suit? I do. I do. My dad. For you. So how did you get the stings? Well, I don't. I don't always wear them. Okay. Do you? But when you're out there, like, do you sometimes go out there and take the lids off and everything, and the without the suit on? Not the ones that I have currently. Okay. They're a little more aggressive. Okay. I ha- I have had some before that I that I would didn't really raise them to peek in on them or to stand right next to them. Or they have a little different personalities, don't they? Yes, they do. Uh, Frank Williams is in our church. Do you know Frank Williams? I do. Uh, he's the one who for the last couple of years is like, you've got to start keeping bees. It'll be a good stress reliever for you. It's good for the environment. It's good for you. And finally I was like, all right. And so anyways, he's the one that kind of got me set up. Um, and I really enjoy it. And we, we started back in May. And he told me it looks like we're going to have about 35 to 40 pounds of honey to harvest. And so he's like, this is kind of abnormal for a first-time beekeeper. So I kind of feel like I'm a big deal. Wow. <laughs> you are a big deal. That is a big deal. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yes. yeah. I shouldn't say that because I actually have no idea what I did next year. It's going to be absolutely pitiful. It, it's all dependent on them, and it's all dependent on what's available. Yes. So you keep bees and you have a garden. Yes. You have a fall crop right now. You don't have time for that. I'm, well, I'm try, I, I had planned on having one and I'm trying to have one. It's mostly greens right now. Collard but, greens? Uh, no, just uh, uh-huh. chard. I have chard. I have Very good. four different kinds of bok choy. Bok choy. I never had. I've never tried to grow it before. And kale. Yes. We're growing some lettuces. Yeah. I'm finishing up my tomatoes. You know, yeah, okay. Little general. light, little late tomato crop. I um, I'm growing collard greens this year thanks to Bob Branch who came oh. on, you know, a couple yeah. times now, and he talked mm-hmm. about collard greens, and I was like, I like collard greens. Well, I've never, and they're like the easiest thing in the world to grow. So we're growing those radishes and, and carrots. Radishes and collards are doing great. Carrots not so much. I was gonna say you have to tell me about the collards because I do want to grow collards. Oh, it's it's super easy. You can I, like, make wraps I went to and max, everything out of them. What's that? You can make wraps and everything out of them. Uh, I've not tried that, but I bet you love it. Um, we, we typically boil them and try to throw some sort of meat in there. <laughs> so bacon, yeah, it's a bunch of bacon grease, literally. Yeah, I love it. And so, um, yeah, you just go to like Maxwell seed or feed, whatever it's called over there. And you can get like a whole envelope of collard green seeds for like a dollar or something mm-hmm. like that. It's amazing. And, um, anyways, thank you to Maxwell feed for sponsoring today's <laughs> show. So, wow, I'd love to talk more about that sometime. Uh, what is on your nightstand right now? My book, a lamp, chargers, obviously, for phones sure. and various things. Of course. I think that's it. Okay. Give us a snapshot of an ordinary moment in your life that brings you great joy. Just an ordinary moment. It's hard It's hard to narrow that down. I, sure. have, I have so many. Um, you know... One of my favorite things I think is we have a group of friends that's that's my family, and anytime that we get together, there are always belly laughs, and so belly laughs mm. with my family are always a good mm-hmm. time. So awesome. Last question: What is the one thing that you are deeply grateful for right now? My husband. He is. Uh, there's a joke that goes around that uh, there's a lot of magic that happens around me that I just kind of show up. And all of this magic happens around me. Um, and I definitely know 
who the magician is and it's him. I mean, he, he takes care of so many things for me and, and, uh, you know, most of the time I'm just like, Hey, I had this idea. I want to, you know, on the next day and he's like, well, you wanted, you said you wanted it like this. So. That's <laughs> he's got listener. it done. He is. A, he's very attentive. He is. He has always been that way. So I'm very blessed. That's, uh, that is a blessing. I learned something about your husband today when Josh was here. Um, he told me that your husband, you'll like this, Robert is a helicopter pilot. I knew that. How did you know that? I used to work at the airport. Yeah. Oh. Uh, he's he, he flies Blackhawks. Wow. <laughs> I saw a couple Blackhawks the other day at the Jonesboro Airport. Yeah. Saw four of them taking off. Are they are, are they looking for marijuana? Is that what's happening? Do you know about this? Oh, I do not. Uh, there's a, there was a news story about it. I was <laughs> this like, Why podcast are there has made a very <laughs> sharp turn. I thought maybe you had some insight. <laughs> no, I have no insight on okay. that. Right. So um, he, he's a, he's a helicopter pilot, right? Uh, he's not a pilot. He is a mechanic. But he is oh, he, he is a, a private pilot, but not helicopter. He okay. tried uh, he tried that for a little bit. He did take a few lessons. Yeah. Well, the mechanic is a very important job, and I, honestly, I envy people who have an ability to work with their hands. Because if I could not talk for a living, I'm not really sure what I would do. My family would probably starve. So <laughs> I'm amazed by people who can do that kind of thing. Um, Jesse, thanks so much for making time to be here. It really has been a joy for me. I hope we can get together, have longer conversations about gardening and bees. Um, Super excited that you're running for this position and uh, wish you the best of luck. Well, thank you so much. To those of you who are still listening to this, thanks for tuning in. If you have not already done so, please check us out on different social media platforms. You can follow us on Instagram or on Facebook. We have a page there that you can like and uh, learn about all the episodes that are coming out. And if you've not done this, please get on iTunes. Give us a five-star rating there. That's not just to boost our ego. Um, That is, more importantly, to help people find this podcast more quickly and learn about the amazing people that are living right here in this city. As always, thanks for listening. Until next time.